Welcome back, everyone. Episode 24, your ex-boyfriend's podcast. With me, your host, Justice. (laughs) Episode 24 is Herringbone Paisley Tartan Plaid. What are we going to be talking about this episode? Can anybody guess? Any guesses? It's patterns. <laughs> oh, man. That's too good. Too much fun. <laughs> okay, so we've got some old business to discuss. First of all, yes, I skipped a week on purpose again. If you all saw the Instagram post, you know it was for the beautiful weather that we had last weekend. And I took full advantage of that. I just did not have it in me to spend a whole day um, during that nice weather inside recording and editing. So I didn't. And I think that speaks to a very uh, pertinent topic. Not necessarily for this week's subject, but um, just the idea that you don't have to do anything. You don't. You're not forced Don't feel like you should do anything if it's not right, if it's at the wrong time. Uh, In this case, like, I am very committed to recording this podcast weekly and continuing doing so for the foreseeable future. It's something important to me, and I hope, you know, it's important to some people out there who are listening. Does that mean I should feel obligated to do it every week and never deviate and never have anything that supersedes that no sometimes you just got to take care of yourself even if this podcast even if recording it is self-care or i find beneficial or healthy or pleasurable which i do it doesn't mean i can't stop it doesn't mean that i can't take a break it doesn't mean that i can't delay a week and do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we're, we're back. Um, uh, a fair bit of old business here. The last episode I did was experience without expectation. I just want to make a quick clarification. There is a very distinct difference between expectation and needs and I want to make that I want to make that clear uh, really quick your needs are exactly that they are whatever you have figured out that you require they are non-negotiables and that could be with yourself with other people whatever needs in um in your life as you might guess need to be met Uh, they're not the same thing necessarily as these expectations we talked about in episode 23. Like, like if you went to your partner with a problem that you were having, like something relational going on between the two of you, you might expect them to say this thing or that thing, or you might expect them to take it, um, with a little bit of anger or defensiveness, or you might expect them to be 
um, disappointed or sad or or you might expect them to handle it really well and um, have a very open and honest conversation like whatever your expectation of your partner might be at that time you don't know what they're going to do necessarily you don't know what they're going to say however what you might need is for them to listen to you um, with respect and give you the benefit of uh, hearing what you have to say and um, treating it as important like that would be a non-negotiable for a healthy partnership so whereas your expectation might be along the lines of you know they might do this that or the other thing in the moment what is required is respect and honesty and love in that situation so there are dis sorry there are a there are differences <laughs> in expectations and needs and maybe at some point we'll have to go back over that um in the future because they are not necessarily the same thing uh what else so yeah just real quick because i know i've gone over this topic multiple times multiple episodes the whole abortion thing going on right now with the recent um, Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. We all know that's that's a bunch of um, crap, <laughs> to put it lightly. And again, I would just ask you to think critically on the matter. There, there's a reason that that case was looked at now. There's a reason that that case was overturned now. And... Uh, I would encourage all of you, whether you agree or disagree with the decision, I would encourage all of you to look at why, you know, look at who stands to benefit from um, what the Supreme Court did and what it is currently doing. Uh, if you paid attention to the news, anything coming out of the Supreme Court in the most recent term, they also... They also um, removed a lot of regulatory power from the executive branch in terms of environmental impact, um, what the executive branch can do to limit the effect that companies have on the environment. Um, they also affirmed the um, constitutional right to the whole firearm issue and i'm paraphrasing heavily right now just because i have other things to touch on a lot more things to touch on this episode so uh and then there was this last one really scary it wasn't this term but in the next term the court is going to be looking at um a case which will decide how much oversight state courts have over Legis um not legislation uh elections both local and national essentially can elections be you know basically toyed and played with uh by the legislature of that state with impunity or not will there be oversight from the courts checks and balances right the thing our country was built on do you think that that uh case is going to be looked at um, from, from the side of uh, constitutionality or will it be looked at from 
through a lens of partisan politics? I think we all know the answer, but again, do your reading, do some research, look at what's happening and, you know, take your head out of the sand if it's down there. Uh, speaking of things going on in this country, just as a side note, does it really feel like we should be having a 4th of July Independence Day celebration right now with everything that's going on? Like, do we really deserve a party? <laughs> um, what are we celebrating? You know, I guess our independence as a country was good, you know. But right now, I don't feel any sort of national pride. <laughs> or have I ever, you know? I don't know. But it's just something to think about. What are we celebrating? Um, next on the docket. My parents and both of my sisters all got COVID. <laughs> all four of them um, at the wedding. Surprise. <laughs> uh, they are all currently okay. Just for anybody who listens who was wondering, who didn't know, they're fine right now. And then lastly, a reminder, questions for the sex and intimacy coach that I'm going to be having on it this month. I haven't received any questions from anybody, which is pretty disappointing. <laughs> I challenged everybody to send me some questions and or topics, and I got zero. <laughs> so is that because y'all are scared to talk about the things that she's going to talk about? Like... Are you, are you scared that I'm going to know or somebody's going to know um, that your PP doesn't work <laughs> or or that um, um, you have a wide set vagina and a heavy flow? <laughs> I thought about, you know, maybe you don't want to send me questions because how do you do so anonymously? I don't know. Create a fake email account or I don't know. Tell me it's for your friend. <laughs> Hey, I'm asking for a friend, but you know, send me some questions because if, if y'all want to hear certain things, I need to know. Otherwise you're just going to get me <laughs> asking all the questions I want to know, but please, in all seriousness, send me some stuff. Uh, where are we at? Oh yeah. Okay. So that old business kind of drug on a little bit there. My bad. Yeah, so this episode 24 is about patterns, behavioral patterns specifically. At the base level, um, you're going to see patterns as repeated behaviors or thoughts, um, actions, whatever, ETC. In yourself, I think that looks like when I experience this, then I do or say or think that, like it's kind of, kind of a an equation. Um, these patterns that you're gonna notice in your behavior or others' behavior, there's a reason for them. Like, they don't exist for no reason. There's a reason that those patterns were originated, and there's reasons for those patterns being cemented. There may have been, or 
I guess I might say there's very likely uh, a chance that they served you in the past. Those behaviors or thoughts, those patterns served you in the past or they are currently doing so. They are providing something to you, whether that is a real benefit or a perceived benefit or it could just be some sort of some sort of like idiosyncrasy where you can't put your shoes on uh, one at a time where it's like sock, shoe, sock, shoe. Like you have to put both socks on and then both shoes on. And I know that's kind of a crazy way to describe it. But, you know, that arguably doesn't mean anything. It's just something that you kind of uh, fell into and now you, you can't deviate or it feels weird, right? Um, but, uh, regardless of good, bad, indifferent, these patterns, uh, were established, uh, for a reason. And, um, when they served you in the past or they are currently serving you, uh, you'll notice that they are especially hard to, um, break essentially humans are, as we all know, creatures of habit. We love certainty and ease and repetition and not having to think about what's going to happen next and what we're going to do next. We love to do the same thing over and over. Um, And as we've talked about in this podcast before, that, you know, that applies to things that are... um, not good for us like we've talked about how much time we spend convincing ourselves not to do the things that we should do and that includes breaking out of unhealthy patterns unhealthy behavioral patterns so henceforth getting locked in these patterns you might notice yourself doing the same thing over and over often to your own detriment. Uh, and maybe you might even be wondering while you're doing said thing, why? When the fuck am I doing? Like, why do I keep doing the same thing over and over and over? We see this a lot in relationships. And I use relationships a lot, romantic relationships specifically, because they're such a big, easy uh, example. I don't. I almost said target, but I think ex- example is the right word. Like we've almost all of us have been in one or another, or tried to be in, you know, one relationship or another, and it's an easy way to <laughs> demonstrate some of these concepts. So we see this a lot in in people who are like, why am I always choosing the asshole? You know, why do I go? for the crazy lady or why do I go for the bad boy you know these people continue to hurt me these relationships continue to not work I keep making these same quote-unquote mistakes over and over again and while I'm doing it even while I'm doing it I know I'm making a bad decision what the fuck am I doing if you've had that happen to you 
or if you've done that to yourself, uh, please let me know. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, why do I keep choosing the emotionally unavailable person? Or why do I keep pursuing somebody who isn't as interested in me as I am in them? You know, all, all sorts of these patterns that you see others or yourself repeating. Um, and then that's just in the case of you're able to identify and see this. Some patterns are so ingrained that you uh, may not even realize it. And uh, I have a good personal example that took me a long time to even, uh, I don't want to say come to terms with, because it's not a bad thing at all. Um, it took me a long time to see and agree with. <laughs> uh, I say agree with because I had been told this uh, by so many people. <laughs> so my whole adult life really, I'll say like all through my 20s and and now into my early 30s, I've had my friends and family tell me, oh, Justice, you have a type. You pursue a similar type of woman. And that type was like just physical. Um, they were talking about the type was tall and athletic. <laughs> and I resisted that vehemently for years. Uh, and my argument was I'm attracted to so many different types of woman. Like I do not have in my mind, I do not have a type. I'm attracted to all sorts of different people. And you could see that in like who I was trying to not trying, who I was going out with. Um, I don't I don't mean in like long term relationships, but like when I was when I would what am I trying to say here? <laughs> when I would be dating I wasn't going out with the same type of person. I wasn't restricting myself to to just this one archetype, <laughs> one physical archetype every day. Like I would go out with all sorts of people and I thought that the idea that I had a type was silly. But then over time just man, I think that really speaks to like how important looking at data over time is uh you need to collect data for a long enough period to get useful uh conclusions but over time i noticed that the women that i would either uh, date for longer periods of time or had the most connection with or um would get into long-term relationships with tended to be of that type they were taller and athletic and finally you know at the age of like 31 i think i really just you know thought about this and came to the same conclusion this year yeah i think that is my type and i didn't even realize it i'm 31 and i didn't realize it for my whole life so all that to say some of these patterns that you um, exhibit, these behaviors that you exhibit, may be going completely unnoticed. 
and maybe like me, you are finally coming to a point in time where you have enough data. You have collected enough data over a long enough period of time to finally notice the pattern. Everyone, and I say that with a certain degree of confidence, everyone has repeated some negative pattern at one point or another. I don't think that there are any exceptions because nobody's perfect. And I think part of that imperfection is due to our nature as creatures of habit, getting caught in these negative repeated behaviors. There's so, so many. And I feel like you may, as you're listening to this, you know, you may identify one or two, or you may find yourself identifying with the whole collection. (laughs) But I'm guessing that every single person, every single person listening to this has fallen into one of these patterns or one very similar or in the same category. Um, You know, these include eating your feelings instead of feeling your feelings, you know, turning to food for comfort. And that could apply to any substance, really, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever. Um, Or you found yourself um, running away from intimacy with uh, potential partners out of fear. Or you find yourself self-sabotaging when you get too close to something you feel you don't deserve. Or you notice that you're oversharing with other people in your life to preempt hurt, preempt pain. As in, if I tell you all the shitty things about myself right now, you won't have the opportunity to um, tell them back to me when I'm being shitty. (laughs) Um, Maybe you find yourself jumping into monogamy over and over again, a.k.a. the serial monogamist. Uh, certainly a trap I found myself in. Well, not trap. I don't want to say that. Certainly a pattern I found myself in. Um, maybe you notice that you're making yourself smaller to fit in into relationships or into an organization or a community. You find yourself diminishing parts of yourself in order to um, make it work. Um, maybe you're a people pleaser. Maybe you find yourself... Um, eroding your own boundaries just to try to make, to force relationship with other people that perhaps aren't right for you. Um, Oh yeah, we talked about substances. I'm just reading. (laughs) I'm reading off the screen right now. Um, Maybe you find yourself in this sort of like rage and reconciliation cycle. Maybe you uh, never were taught how to deal with anger, so your pattern is you hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and then explode. And then you have to make up with the people in your life who you were addicted to. Um, maybe you find yourself not sticking up for yourself, you know, not being able to defend yourself, defend your ideas, your principles, your actions. I could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> like, I literally do not have time in the day to go over every single thing that I could think of that's a negative pattern. (laughs) You know, there's just too many. So I think with 
a very high degree of confidence, I can say we've all been caught in one of those, one or another, or all of them, or a couple, you know, whatever. And you want to change. You notice, like we talked about, I keep choosing the same person over and over again, and whoa, crazy, their relationships don't work out. Here's the great part about that. You already noticed. You notice the cycle. You are not stuck. You have the option to break that cycle. There is nobody forcing you to continue. That's the great part about all of this. Patterns were built. They can be destroyed. And they can be rebuilt. You're in charge. You get to change the pattern. You get to create a new one. You are not stuck. There is no such thing as that's just how I am. (laughs) Okay? And if anybody wants to say that, send them to me. (laughs) There is no such thing. I don't want to hear anybody with that tired old line, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. There is no such thing okay there is no excuse for i'm aware of my shitty behavior but i continue my shitty behavior okay we can be compassionate with ourselves and with others we can say you know what happened to you or to me that created this pattern and hold compassion for that it doesn't have to be a scenario in which blame is being applied to somebody however (laughs) that evaporates when that person refuses to change okay Kristen bell has a great great quote on this and yes i'm talking about the actress Kristen bell she says you are not responsible for your first thought, but you are responsible for your second thought and your first action. And if that isn't the most concise way of putting this whole thing, right? We can hold compassion for ourselves and for others, but we are a hundred percent as individuals, hundred percent responsible for after we notice the pattern, to change it, okay? The first step is recognizing the pattern, as we talked about. Maybe you're currently doing that. Maybe that's something where you have to work towards it. But that's the first step, you know? (laughs) In the first step of of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? (laughs) Admitting you have a problem. Um, Recognizing the pattern, right? What am I doing How is it affecting myself or others or the world around me? What is going on? That, I want to say it's easier said than done, but sometimes that's not the case. It's it's gray, just like everything we talk about. The black and whites really are not very common. The fact is it, it may be, difficult you may go 31 years and not realize that you 
are particularly attracted to a certain type of woman, right? Um, you may go even longer without realizing that the way you're treating yourself is detrimental to your health. You may go your whole life without realizing that the way you raised your kids and maybe you had multiple over the course of however long wasn't wasn't working and that's a bummer so i guess we want to avoid <laughs> feeling like it's a bummer and with that in mind i would say if you don't recognize the pattern now take stock of your situation like if you are in any way feeling discontented about your life take stock look around and go what am i doing or what am i thinking repeatedly that keeps ending me up in these same spots what is going on do it now don't wait do it now you don't want to end up 20 30 years down the road and have that aha freaking light bulb moment even though i'm not saying that's th that is a good thing you want to have that moment whenever you can have it but god do it earlier please <laughs> uh so yeah recognize the pattern figure it out after that i feel like you got to analyze it right <laughs> analyze that pattern think about it um and I feel like, as always, when we're talking about this process, it's always helped along by journaling, by um, therapy, by talking to somebody. It doesn't have to be a therapist. Like um, getting things expressed, getting second opinions, third opinions, having a support system, a community. You know, if you have a group of people that you rely on, analyze the pattern. Ask, when in my life did this pattern uh, initiate? When did it get cemented in my brain? When did this become the way that I act or that I think? And who did I learn it from? You know, who, who taught me this? Who in my life was I watching and decided, yeah, that seems good. I should do that. Or who specifically was like, hey, man, you should do this. This is how you should act or this is how you should think. And why, right? Ask yourself why. Why does this even happen? Why am I doing this? What purpose does this behavior serve? Or what purpose did this behavior serve previously that ended up with it getting stuck in my brain? This is difficult uh, because you have a very high probability of not liking what you find. <laughs> Um, it could be some nasty stuff. It could be tied in with trauma. It could be tied in with uh, the way you were raised, you know, the relationship you have with your parents. It could be tied to um, the relationships in your life that you cultivated intentionally, like your friends or your romantic relationships. You might find that it is entirely on you. You might find that you just have some maladaptive coping mechanisms, right? And regardless of where they came from, maybe you can't identify where they came from. You just have to 
deal with the fact that this is you or has been you rather whatever whatever you find out give yourself some grace okay look at this pattern or these patterns if you have multiple with compassion things may have served you in the past whether they are currently working or not they these patterns that you notice were you know initiated with a reason behind them there was cause and effect if that no longer works for you it's okay it did at one point and you were doing the best that you could right so when you're analyzing you know what exactly is going on with yourself try for compassion because the opposite you know being hard on yourself blaming um, the feelings of shame or guilt they don't help you get anywhere you know god i feel like that's a whole episode too <laughs> shame <laughs> yeah th- those types of of feelings that like the if you're caught up in in shame it's not going to allow you to uh reshape this to change the pattern to go down a new path but i don't really have time (laughs) to go into all of that just let's put a pin in that shame (laughs) for the future um god so much to talk about there but we're gonna keep pushing we're gonna move on uh so you've recognized the pattern you've analyzed the pattern i feel like the next step is pretty obvious (laughs) work to change the pattern okay this is in capital letters the hard part (laughs) your brain and your body and everything inside of you they want to continue the pattern to keep on chugging down that track it's easy it's familiar it's comfortable which sounds insane when you think about some of these negative patterns like how could being with a shitty partner over and over again who's emotionally unavailable how is that comfortable well we are most afraid of the unknown and if we know the uncomfortable we keep going towards it the knowing is what we want the familiarity the comfort, the ease, the certainty and repetition. That is appealing to the unconscious part of you. Or is it the subconscious? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say some some crazy stuff here because I'm not I'm I'm not well read enough on the different parts of the conscious, but that's what everything in you wants to keep doing the same thing over and over. It is on you to pull the brakes on that train, on that shitty, you know, behavior, that unpleasant pattern that you keep repeating. You have to pull the brakes and switch that track over. If you don't, you're just going to end up exactly where those tracks lead you. You know, that's the crazy thing about a train. It doesn't get to decide where it goes it just follows the tracks you have to build new tracks or you have to switch onto a different 
backtrack, you know? Otherwise, you just end up at the same place. We've all heard, probably ad nauseum, the definition, and I use definition in quotes, the definition of insanity. The definition being doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I don't even know who that's attributed to because it's just so widespread at this point. I think I've heard both Albert Einstein and Mark Twain included in in that list of people who originated that that idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But as overused as it might be, it is very apropos. <laughs> You'll have these patterns crop up you'll notice them you'll observe them at some point you'll analyze them whatever and oftentimes for i want to say all of us oftentimes even if we get to the point of knowing of seeing and knowing we will still neglect the third part which is changing the pattern we'll still fall allow ourselves to fall back into the same tired wagon ruts <laughs> and then expect that things are going to change or oh, if i just try one more time or if i just meet the right person or if i just do these various other things that may or may not be helpful then this will be different it'll be different this time all the while disregarding the fact that we actually didn't meaningfully consciously intentionally do anything to change that pattern we ignored it or we suppressed it so you know with that in mind i think kind of the be all end all of this idea of of noticing patterns in your life is you have to change which seems so simple. It seems like such a like no shit statement. The world we live in, the society that we have built, the people around us, we have come together as this culture, this, I don't even want to say culture, this entity that is humanity and kind of collectively without realizing it decided that, you know, these various patterns that we enact are um, there to stay, right? Like, this is just what you do. This is what's expected of you. And, you know, if you're not getting positive results, maybe just try again. <laughs> maybe just keep doing these same things. Uh, it's kind of hardwired. The hard work is noticing and figuring it out and changing which is really all we've been talking about in this podcast but it's true i don't know how to end this in a nice <laughs> compact way um i guess the beauty of it i'll leave i'll leave you with this i think the beauty of it is something we said earlier in this episode the beauty of 
this whole scenario, this whole situation is you are not stuck. You have all of the power to break the cycle, to change the pattern, and to create a new one for yourself that serves you, that is healthy, that brings you happiness and joy, that helps you succeed, that does any number of positive things for you. You are in charge. You get to decide you are not stuck. On that note, just a final reminder, please (laughs) send me questions for when I have the sex and intimacy coach as a guest. Otherwise, like I said before, you're just going to get all of my questions. (laughs) And that may or may not align with your questions and or topics. So the challenge is still out there. Before she gets on the podcast, I want to have at least two Come on, at least two people reach out with their own uh, topics of interest and or questions. As always, this podcast can be found pretty much anywhere that you find podcasts. <laughs> uh, it is hosted on Podbean at justicetenna.podbean.com and then distributed really anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Um, If you want to reach me, I have an email and an Instagram. The email is yourexbfpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. Or Instagram at your underscore exbf underscore podcast. And I post weekly with new episodes. Uh, Ask me anything you want. Say anything you want, whatever. It's open platform, both email and Instagram. If you just want to tell me that this episode sucked, feel free. Um, but other than that, I think we're going to close it out. So I would say have a happy 4th of July slash Independence Day. I don't know if we deserve it. <laughs> so I'll say have a good um, probably holiday weekend for whoever actually gets the holiday um and until next time send me your questions (laughs) Uh, okay bye